0: Hello and welcome to another edition of Bald Move Television, where the officially unofficial podcast for literally all of television broadcast worldwide and in interspeller speller, stace, space. (laughs) Uh, I'm your host, Aaron, And I'm Jim.
1: And I'm Cecily.
0: And after that butchered intro, I should feel compelled to tell you that the purpose of this podcast is to discuss a bunch of Netflix stuff. Uh, including the new movie, extremely wicked, shockingly evil and vile about uh, it's, it's Zach Efron as Ted Bundy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Knock down the house, a new documentary about uh, several um, a, a women who were trying to get uh, House of Representative uh, g- gigs going this latest election cycle. Uh, we're going to talk briefly about the new animated Netflix show from the creators of BoJack Horseman called Tuca and Bertie. And then Cecily and I are going to put to bed our season two coverage of American Gods. Or will we? Or will we? No one's ever really gone. (laughs) No one's ever really gone. Uh, let's start with the thing that I think is going to be probably dominate people's conversations next week because people are really interested in this stuff, which is extremely <laughs> wicked, shockingly evil, and vile.
2: Why is Netflix going so hard on Ted Bundy right now?
0: Ted Bundy's so hot right now. Why? Ted Bundy was hot
2: in the day. Why? Ted- it's thirty years on from from this horrible guy doing horrible things. Why are we? Why do we have this hard on for talking about Ted Bundy all of a sudden? I don't get it. It's Is it like- serial?
0: is it Serial's fault? I think it's like when Making Walgreens a opens up a, sh- a shop and, like, uh, co- uh, CVS is contractually obligated to take per- uh, the space across the street from them. Okay. Or, like, you yeah. open up a Home Depot. There will be a Lowe's within the next 10 months opening beside it. Um, mm-hmm. Firefest, you know, gets, like, three documentaries dropped at once. Look at Thera- Theranos mm-hmm. or whatever the fuck, the Elizabeth Holmes thing. <laughs> I, is it this? It's just, like, the time is right. <laughs> and I, d- I
2: don't know what it, what makes the time right, but clearly something about it is right.
1: Uh, yeah, this movie was filmed and premiered, or the or not filmed. I'm sorry, was written and premiered at Cannes in 2017. So okay. I something it tells me that maybe Netflix is just trying to scoop itself sometimes yes that, like that the, seems like it the dueling fire festival documentaries it's i don't know
0: that was like a hulu netflix yeah that was uh, a, that makes sense right yeah, that's cvs but or like, walgreens it's like mm. walgreens opening up at another walgreens across the street from.
1: <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah when you know it's coming then you can just inundate the market yeah, I'm but, just but one... one of
2: one of them is like a documentary walgreens and the other one <laughs> is like a fictionalized <laughs> <laughs> Weird. I like. I ended up not liking this movie at all no. because it was off-putting. Yeah. I thought it was extremely well made. I thought a lot of the techniques they use are interesting uh, from from an emotional investment point. But the everything about that building that emotional investment in this character is fucked.
1: Yes, I can agree more.
2: Was it just me or were they trying to make me sympathize with Ted Bundy? Yes, absolutely. Like, I didn't know who the fuck Ted Bundy is up until the point where, oh, it turns out, no, he did actually do all these things. Right, and
1: by not showing any of the horrible, evil things that he's doing, they're trying to get us to sympathize with him throughout the entire story. until the very
0: end. So I I read an interview with the director and he said, I'm intentionally trying to create a headspace to where you feel like what it's like to be one of these women. That like sure that was the half i liked. i have loved this man intimately i've trusted him with my children Mm -hmm. he's been like and then i find like it's it'd be wild like what would you think cecily because this is about the (laughs) we've been together for seven going on eight years Mm -hmm. right like if you just found out that i got arrested i was driving to colorado and i got arrested for a a murder that then turns into a string of murders like that would blow I mean how would you even begin to process that? How long would it so, take you to turn a quarter on that? So
1: that's uh, that's great but who's this movie made for? Because I don't need to be put in that headspace.
0: Yeah. I think mm. about
1: I mean as a woman I think about getting murdered all the time. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Jesus. You know yeah, because yeah.
1: it's look at he was he killed like 30 some women and he just some women were walking like blocks from one place to another and he just snatched them and they're gone forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they weren't the victims in this story. And that's why I did not like this. Yeah. But I get understanding in the headspace, but it's like, what does that matter? What do you do? Mm-hmm. Was Are you supposed to just be trust, distrustful of everyone all of the time, including yeah. your closest? Or are you supposed to be learning that Ted Bundy and all serial killers and monsters just look like everyone else. They're not walking around with a leather face mask on. They're just like <laughs> everyone else. They're better looking than everybody else, <laughs> <Exactly>. apparently. <Yeah. laughs>
0: I mean, that's the thing is, like, this guy is, like, a fairly attractive and, sure. and charming and engaging person, and that's, like, you know, there's not a lot of those types of serial killers that run off the assembly line. Um, but it's, yeah, it's it's weird because... Putting you in that headspace makes you like there's a couple times where I'm like, they're wanting me to. They're like, they feel they feel this escapes as if it's like Harrison Ford. I'm rooting mm-hmm. for
1: him. Like, yeah, go, and, go, go. Yeah, jump he's out a of wrongfully window. accused
0: man. But like, we know he's not. And also, there's yeah. a couple things that fucked with me that like there's a lot of things in this movie that point out problems with the criminal justice system that I fully agree with. Mm-hmm. But seeing someone odious like uh, Ted Bundy. Uh, decry the use of police sketches and eyewitness testimony mm-hmm. yeah, and all this, marks and, yeah. and all this other like all this other stuff. I'm like, God damn it, you know. But on <laughs> you're ending, not wrong. You're just an asshole. Yeah, you're not <laughs> you're wrong. Right? You're just an asshole. Do um,
1: so we need Ted Bundy to be telling that story though?
2: Yeah. No, it, it's it's extremely weird. I thought the tone in the Ted Bundy parts of this movie is is completely off base. Uh, the parts that I like are maybe you know the parts that that women might not need to be you know told hey this is a thing but you know for a man who doesn't worry every single day about being murdered uh as i'm walking to my car you know putting putting me in that headspace i thought was interesting of of liz who i think is clearly a sympathetic being a uh, mm-hmm. sympathetic character in yeah. this movie it, but just every time they'd switch so i i like the the kind of time split thing that they do at the beginning. Because they show, oh, he's got this bag of, of abduction shit in his car, mm-hmm. right? And he gets Those caught tools. and pulled over. But also, at the same time, he's having this this romantic, this nice relationship with this woman and her daughter. Mm-hmm. And I like that part. But every time after that, they would jump between Liz and Ted Bundy. They were playing the same sympathy card. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't fucking work with Ted Bundy. Yeah, and And I don't know... I don't know why the movie was even playing that card.
0: I think it's because, like, again, I keep reading this interview with the director, is, like, one of the interesting things about Ted Bundy is that uh, he did... There's a couple women he really hurt, like this uh, woman he had a child with, like she and her daughter has gone into hiding. Like, it's impossible to find any information about it. They changed her name. because He it's like, has
1: living victims. Yeah. Women and, and who like, survived his yeah. attack. There's
0: also this newspaper article where I read about, like, the day he got executed. Like, there was, like, literally dozens of women reporting feelings of depression and suicidal <laughs> thoughts because they had this, like, you know, he... And huh. he, like, if you wrote into him, I guess that he was, like, totally fine with, like, uh you know, pulling people into his orbit. And they're trying to make it seem like that, like ted bundy continues to hurt women beyond the grave but it's so weird because i feel like this type of movie enables that behavior because you cast zach efron as a the the a-plus best looking most charming version of ted bundy Mm -hmm. and what's going to stop a whole generation of women from falling in love with him again yeah and like romanticizing this relationship that he had with like you know the conjugal visit woman and
1: jim do you watch many documentaries
0: uh fair amount yeah
1: um are you familiar with the director of this he did uh brothers keeper and he did the the one about the paradise lost about the west memphis three uh
2: no i haven't seen that one i almost watched it when true detective was on okay
1: those those are two incredible like award-winning documentaries Uh um and I don't think that his directing style portrayed or, you know, really carried over into like a actual lightly fictionalized like, documentary, right? Like mm-hmm. he's great at capturing what's already there, but I feel like some things were kind of like forced in. Like, I feel like you were about to start saying like comedy. There's some, there's a lot of comedy in here that surprised me.
2: Yeah. What? Especially those courtroom sequences where,
1: but, but I mean,
0: that's, that's real. It more or less Yeah. Real, I right? mean,
2: to me, it's it's sort of mind-blowing. And it, I wonder if this is like a, a you know, which came first uh, sort of situation. But for Ted Bundy to be so charismatic and entertaining in the courtroom to be the first trial to be nationally televised, I wonder if those two things happened organically, mm-hmm. accidentally, or if that was somehow manufactured.
0: I do think it's, um, it's net bad that we televise... Yes. Trials. Honestly, no I think the way it should be handled is like the prosecutors and police, and they don't, uh, once they have a suspect, like the, the, no one should say anything until the trial's over. Mm-hmm. I, I, like, that's the thing is like, I was fuming that I was agreeing with Ted Bundy about like this <laughs> perp walk and this reading of the charges, and oh, are you up? The fact that these prosecutors are also up for election and they do, they grandstand and like they, they play with justice as like, sometimes as campaign advertising. It's really gross and it's corrosive to the ideas of justice and fairness, but it's fucking Ted Bundy. So suck a dick. It's like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I I don't know. Or fuck a corpse in his case. Um, I there, but there's a lot, there's a lot of things that are funny that I don't think they intended it to be like, some of it just there's so many things there i i found unreal like the fact that ted bunny's this exceptional character with this like really upset obse- obse- exceptional case and he did like broke out of prison and custody two different times and his second and uh, a girlfriend that he had that child with looks like a uh kate mckinnon character from Saturday Night live like, she doesn't the- look like that in real life i've no, that's I mean, what I'm like, saying I watch Ted Bundy tapes. But the, the and way, it's different. but the way she looks and is portrayed feels like a parody of that type of character. Okay, and yeah. then you've got things like dogs hating Ted Bundy. Like some of this stuff just felt. Yeah. And the other thing is, like, I, I guess that like the marriage proposal happened in a different set of trials, and they and, and it, it, it's in a weird thing because like this guy's so close to making a documentary. Mm-hmm. I don't know why he swerved and then started to Hollywood it up. Like yeah. I I don't. And and so it's like what who is this for? If you want to know the facts about Ted Bundy, there's tons of documentaries you can watch on Netflix. Right? Even <laughs> if you want a good primer uh, Ted Bundy, that's like you know kind of like just uh, highlights with a charming, attractive good. Because I, I did think that Zac Efron did a lot of interesting things that really informed a lot of like like I, like things i i understand to be true about ted bundy and like, mm-hmm. we can talk about that in a minute but like if you just want a primer for ted bundy why would you introduce like false information to people have to read like some kind of fucking insider article saying the top 15 things that uh are extremely wicked got wrong about T- ted bundy sure you know sure. like i i don't know what the market of this movie is for
1: right yeah
2: No, I I appreciated the Ted Bundy tapes a lot more than this. Um, Mm -hmm. it's like a mini series on Netflix and it goes, kind of delves into, um, the reporter who was working with him to get those confessions that they mentioned at the end, those 30, 30, odd women or whatever, uh it goes into the whole psychology of of ted bundy as a human being which is far more interesting to me yes than some fictionalized thing where i'm not sure if i'm supposed to be sympathizing with this man in this film or if i'm supposed to look at him as extremely vile evil all the things they say in the title like none of that lined up for me so have you both
0: seen the ted bundy documentary uh
1: the Ted bundy tapes no i haven't
0: Okay, I want to run this by you, Jim, and see what you think, because, like, I read some articles this morning about Ted Bundy, and one of the things I thought was interesting about his psychological profile is that he actually is extremely smart and clever, yeah, and he's very good about not leaving any forensic evidence, mm-hmm. but, like, uh, as a— as And a, keeping
2: his story straight as well, keeping his story
0: yeah. straight, but, as a, but one of the things, as, as a sociopath, is that he had this thing where he thought everyone went through life being invisible— like, no one paid any attention mm. to names, faces. Like, no one would, like, pick anyone out of the crowd because he didn't care to learn those details about anybody. Yeah. So when people would see, like, I saw this guy conspicuously walking out of this building, acting weird. Ted Bundy was almost saw like people were cheating. Like, mm-hmm. pff, no one knows that type of information. It's the cops trying to, like, like... <laughs> like, the cops were cheating at the game by using eyewitnesses and people inferring things about him. Like, he just couldn't conceive that... And it's so weird because, like, one of the things this documentary points out or this docudrama points out is, like, Ted Bundy has this, like, default setting for white guy face and affect. Yeah. And he's in this beige shitbox uh, Volkswagen that in different lighting could look like it's cream or white or dark brown or even. a, And, like, he had this, like, very chameleon-like, whereas, like, if he was mm-hmm. angry, he would look like a different person than if he had a pleasant smile on his face. Um, but that, like, that was his weakness, that if he was a little bit better at covering, if he knew how normal people viewed the world and how he presented, he might have been a lot more successful getting away with it.
2: <laughs> Perhaps, yeah.
0: And and I thought that there was a couple of things where Zac Efron, like, when the jury found him guilty, he sold the idea that, like, he wasn't angry. He's just like, well they mm-hmm. heard me saying the words why would they not believe me yeah like I, every single evidence that they was introduced I, I shit on and said it was incompetent like I don't um, No, I think the acting
2: in this is really good really right. good Zach Efron is outstanding mm-hmm. uh, I think everybody all the way down the line the, the woman who plays Liz is great uh, even Haley Joel Osment who has a small yeah. ish part is really right, good yeah. as
0: being a guy that's trying to break this Liz out of her psychological bondage with this guy <laughs> John which... Malkovich as the oh my god the, so like, good. the
2: best judge ever like Texan Florida Florida judge I don't yeah. even know how to describe him he's calling everybody yeah, partner, partner or maybe he's and... just calling Ted partner because he's yeah. looks like a I, I don't uh, know I don't know what the fuck he's doing but he's great he's not overplaying the part he's exactly what he needs to be mm-hmm. the acting is really good just don't
0: understand the film itself <laughs> yeah yeah uh yeah you're right because it's it's a great several great performances in service of something that almost feels borderline gross yeah right like, like if, it needed if, a
1: stronger unifying message like imagine that guy he,
0: the, the movie about hitler and the bunker downfall like he's like the perfect hitler but Valkyrie? Imagine, or, no, no, no 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 like it's called the <laughs> oh, oh, Bunk- down
2: downfall downfall, I, I yeah. It is
0: downfall yeah um he's like the perfect hitler right uh-huh imagine if that was played and hitler's in a sympathetic light yeah and I kinda think a That's little bit like, like when like the bunker scene, like there is a little bit but but you know like even more so, it's like it's like, oh you
2: well, didn't realize Hitler was the bad guy until the end, but you yeah. already knew because you know who the fuck Hitler is. Like, <laughs> <Right. laughs> right. it's
0: it's it's a like it's just a weird project and there's just all kinds of there's just like a weird stuff where like, There's like the one time where like the Ted Bunny's sitting there in his first trial, and it's like the court fa- rules in favor of the defendant. Yeah, standing trial for the murder. of Carol, I'm like that's what? just that's the court, unfair. Like,
1: That's like the court. That's the part of the comedy that was that him. just doesn't make sense in this yeah. movie. That's yeah. input input somewhere. It's like you, sir, are guilty. Of being innocent, now get out <laughs> right. of here, you son of a bitch! Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but, it's so and, crazy. Or, and, or, but, or I mean, that, isn't
2: the court system set up like that? The way they deliver the verdict is like, yeah, here, here's everything you're accused of. We're gonna save the guilty, not guilty, to the very last one word. or two words. Yeah, and they do they keep you in suspense like it's on fucking television because yeah. it is now. Do they coach, okay.
0: coach jurists and like uh, the the foreman to like be as dramatic as possible? Yeah. Like, hey. I want you to watch a bunch of reality cooking shows and how the judges determine which cook is <laughs> like it's needs, a needs to yeah like like whichever it's like and the person who is going home <laughs> another week on perhaps a different season when they come back for the celebrity if we didn't vote them out it's like get yeah why would you do that with the justice system? Well, here's another know.
1: antiquated thing which I'm not sure is true or not. But do you still have the victim? go into a courtroom to testify and have them point at the person? I don't know. That's the most stupid, dramatic thing that I feel like only happens on television anymore because this woman has already gone behind a two-way mirror. Mm,
2: And pointed him out. Or one-way
1: mirror and pointed him out. Mm -hmm. So all you could do is go in front of the judge and say, is the person that you previously identified in this courtroom today, or is it the defendant?
2: Yeah, yeah. That's all I have they to they do could to ask say the, the yes no. Yes, yeah. no. sure. It seems like it's probably just for TV,
0: or maybe the yeah. courtroom cameras. Or because also, they it's exist. like I, I do think there's something in the constitution. But that was before.
1: This was his first kidnapping case.
0: Oh, before their cameras, yeah, yeah. But I think there's also something either in the constitution or very high level federal law that guarantees you a chance to face your accuser. Yep. And I think like maybe like hey. If you're going to send a person away from murder and perhaps that, like the least you can do is look him in the eye and say, it's you, you son of a, you know. Okay, mm-hmm.
1: well, speaking as a woman, if no, he was it. like attempted to rape and kill me, I, I wouldn't want to face them. and po- I don't know. I
0: understand, and that's one of those really uncomfortable things. <sighs> that's the where reason why people sometimes. Yeah, well, I mean, I but I don't know how to solve it because, like, I for sure don't want people to put away with, like, no, like, right. you know, I only, I never saw this person ever to look him in the eye. I never, like, you know, some th- things should be hard. You know, yeah, Um, I wish there was a way to square like protect and I think we can always do better protecting like victims. But at some point, somebody has to somehow publicly say this is the person that did it. And I take responsibility for that.
2: Let me suggest a radical change to this movie. You eliminate the Ted Bundy POV and you just go with Liz. Right. Because I want to sympathize with her, right. I want to get into her headspace. I want to stay as far the fuck away from
0: Ted Bundy, yeah, uh, and his headspace as possible. We don't need to see him planning his escape with like fucking. Uh, see Catch her me reaction if you can. to the TV Heist on it. Right, Just exactly. her like, oh my god, Ted's out. Oh my, what I I got to stay by the phone because yeah. what if he calls me? Like, you're right. I think
1: have her dealing with how to tell her daughter this and square oh that god, you're never gonna that, see. Yeah.
0: yeah. Or, like, what does it must be like to be his real life daughter? To... Or to go back oh, to man. trusting
1: Haley Joel Osment and dating again after uh-huh. being married uh-huh. to this guy. Yeah, they they, not married. they glimpse
2: those things in this story, but I feel like the focus would have been better. It, the movie would have been better served with the focus
0: on that. Mm-hmm. Especially since we've already got so many excellent Ted Bundy resources. Like, yeah. if you wanted to tell the story from the woman's point of view, then do that. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: that said, if you want to watch an excellently acted film yeah. that might confuse you as to who you're supposed to root for. <laughs> go watch um, this here one. it is
1: oh but also one more thing yeah uh, you can't do no touching in prison after arrested development did it yeah. <laughs> right I every don't, time I don't it, that. when caroline boone it was towards the end yeah, she would yeah, come yeah. in no touching and they would hold hands or hug and the guard would just a f- flat delivery no touching yeah. yeah you can't do that They were anymore. doing that for
0: comedy in this too i, I, I to noticed been. it yeah yeah you know what you can't do hmm. you can't put carpet on your toilet seat cover no like what has is- happened in the 70s yeah like yeah like uh i knew about bathroom carpeting but on the seat like not oh, a rug yeah. but yes like there's And you could yeah. get a
1: matching like bowl cover for the back of the tank too
0: oh i've seen those yeah. I, like
2: yeah.
1: wait, wait are, are you about talking, germ about germ the the, the, the talking
2: about the seat or the seat cover the seat cover the seat cover and that's a little more defensible. The seat, I thought
0: you meant the seat itself. I'm just saying that we, we, we <laughs> know like about, we've known about germ ever. theory since <laughs> the end of the 19th century. Like, what the yeah. fuck? Like, hey, let's get the most porous, fibrous thing <laughs> as close to the fecal bacteria as we possibly can. Uh-huh. And never wash it. Never throw it away. Mm. Oh, God. I've got uh, another thing okay. that
2: I wanted to point out that is a non sequitur, but I found it funny. Uh, this guy who lets Ted Bunny jump out the window how how do you let a serial murderer escape especially in that manner and you know he's just getting like a paid vacation after I mean, this right he's getting uh, suspension right. for two months with pay mm-hmm. right he's gonna sit at home watch episodes of matlock or whatever the right. fuck was on in the 70s sure and then he's gonna come back to work
1: yeah if they hadn't caught ted it would have been three weeks well, that, <laughs> i was thinking
0: like a because that that time i don't think he killed anyone but imagine if he'd gotten out for a couple months and, and dropped a few more bodies. Yeah. Like,
1: Jesus Christ, Which, that dude. was the
0: thing that really struck me about... They, he was they, on
1: trial for murder at that time, though. The window escape?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was. Oh, for sure. But I'm just saying,
1: imagine... But he
2: didn't
0: like, go immediately start murdering more people, Because, because uh, he did. one time he got his... The second he time he the, escaped, he definitely
2: killed more women. Yeah. Yeah, that's the shocking thing that... Uh, that was probably shockingly the evil. biggest thing that was the shockingly evil part yes yeah. that stood out to me when i watched the ted bundy tapes is that he just went right back to killing yeah immediately he, he did not recognize it i mean he's kind of a psychopath because i don't oh thi- yeah. i don't think he recognizes the trouble he was in he that idea that message of i always hold out hope i will never give up hope is is something that in most circumstances would be laudable in this it was completely delusional and yeah made him into a complete psychopath
0: right it's like oj simpson trying to pull the wrongfully kill uh, uh, you know like that it's that that if if the papillon is like this uh inspirational story about a man wrongfully him, he never gives up hope if you actually apply that to a serial killer or a yeah. person like it's so fucking gross to have them try to play you know pull that mantle around themselves
2: and to be so assured of that, that they immediately go repeat the actions that landed them in that situation when they are on the fucking run having escaped prison i heard that like but the thing is
0: is like I, he it, couldn't help himself because yeah. like his earlier killings are when he broke in and killed sleeping women and he got more and more sophisticated but when he was on the run i guess he kind of went back to those primitive like smash and grab style and this and is he,
2: done so much better in the ted bunny tape yeah, just watch that it, it
0: just like yeah i read a bunch because like the movie i felt like is a frustratingly surface level and the stuff that's really interesting and is just yeah just like what a fucking he's like a real life um Vampire, you know, uh, these these people that use their physical charm and ability those, and superior strength to overwhelm people. And, yeah, some of the shit that he got up to uh, in the ways he's, he's like, oh, well, it's like I was trying to, like, de-escalate myself. So I just was going to come and, like, slap her around, but I ended up choking her. And then, well, I didn't want to kill another woman. So he would revisit and, like, do neck – neck what do they call it? Necrophilia. It's just what a fucking – Mm-hmm. I don't know. This true crime stuff fucks me up. I, that's one of the reasons. Like, uh, I do think that like I've always hated on true crime, um, uh, but now I kind of understand why people think it's fascinating. I still think I don't like it. It's not for me. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm I'm not I'm, I'm no longer going to say like, well, this is a degenerate form of entertaining yourself. Like, it does seem legitimately interesting. And there's enough people that I know and respect that are into it that like uh, it's clearly just a wavelength I'm I'm not getting. But like. Yeah, I don't. What is it like to be so like like to be w- listening to several hours of true crime a day? Is that oh man, depressing? It, but is it because it seems like the, like I like for example Dan Harmon. I I really like him, and for the last year, as far as I can tell, him and his girlfriend just watch true crime, listen to true crime podcasts, go to sleep, listen to true crime, and they see. It seems like it doesn't do anything unhealthy to them, but I don't know. Huh. <laughs> it's like I guess like watching like hardcore. Um, like torture type, that, you know, is the human centipede. Like, mm-hmm. there's some people who watch that all the time. And oh, yeah. is there any more weird than anybody else?
1: I mean, yeah, I guess that'd be the same argument as saying playing violent video games could change yeah. you as a person and make you yeah. more violent. right? Uh, listening to true crime podcasts for me is, for one, fascinating. It's the human extreme it is. That, that I just can't wrap my mind around. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's,
0: it's very disturbing to me, the fact that there are people that just see other people as sacks of meat like you don't even he recognize never saw humanity. any
1: of those people he killed as people no but he that's the thing but that liz really trips me escaped that. Li,
0: yeah like mm-hmm. why did he
1: see her as a
0: person and i think that's one of the other things i understand is like if you're liz why you why did he pick you what was spe- like and is that like well how do you reconcile all those weird feelings i mean right? i feel like
1: he he used her as a cover maybe to have that happy family hmm uh pre you know. pre-built-in child that he could you yeah. know take just step on in and he spent a lot of time in utah going to school mm-hmm. where she was in seattle and he had all these other girlfriends out there so it was just yeah i feel like she was only ever a cover for him
2: right
1: well i i think he
2: was grasping at something that he really wanted but you know the the psychopathy and his just his impulses uh would not allow him to ever have fully like, you know, he was yes. uh, while he's dating Liz and in this happy, seemingly happy relationship, he's also out murdering people. Like, it, I I think, like, based on what I saw in Ted Bundy tapes, he seemed to have a desire to have this normal relationship with someone. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, he had other urges pushing him in the more violent direction.
1: But is it, I, you just reminded me that Liz also said that he was he was aggressive towards her and violent with her sometimes mm-hmm. um and, and that wasn't any everything anything that was ever shown in the movie either yeah. well except like, for
0: the last one i felt like there was a scene where you're supposed to understand she's reconciling all her memories of mm-hmm. him being passionate and loving and maybe a little bit rough and like also with all the things she's finding out about him like when he'd mm-hmm. grab her throat in like a sexy way but then they it cuts to him like strangling a woman and mm-hmm. There's a couple that I tell you, one scene that like really is amazing at the end is when he was spelling out a hacksaw and they actually played the sound of a hacksaw yeah. getting like faster and faster and faster. Like, I thought that was like that's a scene from a much better film, but like that uh, yeah. is kind of like that. All like, like her cascading, going through all these memories and trying to like put them in context, like that. I, yeah, I that's what I'm saying. Like, being with someone for seven years and then finding out that they're not just killed one <laughs> or two people, but. 30 plus like wow. we may never know how many people he killed because yeah. he was a real shit about confessing about stuff up until the day he died mm-hmm. uh, and i'm also surprised i don't remember more of this like he died when i was like 13 14 kind of paying attention to things like mm. yeah i'm actually i remember my mom talking because like i guess my aunt was in college, like during the years where he was like really like my youngest, uh, the, her youngest sister was in, in college during the years where he was like really racking up a body count, and I guess it was legit terrifying, mm-hmm. you know, like like a like every couple weeks a woman would go missing and be found it's, all over the country, right, like different states, nobody felt safe. It's all college age women, mm-hmm. and you know, it's uh, it, it did seem um, it would be, be an unnerving period to to live through, um, and something that kind of like you can see how. Like, a lot of stuff in the 70s, you know, with uh, that, that happened that made people think that, like, oh, my God, there's, like, uh, the world's going to shit, you know? Like, the mm-hmm. first time you have, like, some a televised trial is this one? Yeah. It gives you the wrong impression of people. Okay, real quick, before we get any further, I want to do some bald move housekeeping. You got less than a week left until the club sale is over. Uh, We did a club sale celebrating Game of Thrones. It's going to end uh, on 5-7-2019, which is the day that the next uh, Game of Thrones pod drops, Tuesday. Currently featuring 25% off all new and renewing memberships. It's the first time we've ever given a discount on renewing memberships. So if you're a member and you want to lock in those savings, you can extend it up to five years at club.baldmove.com. Again, you've got less than a week left to lock that 25% savings in uh, as another part of our Game of Thrones celebration, not only do we have the three Game of Thrones podcasts uh, Sunday for the instant talk, the full podcast on Tuesday, the spoiler edition on Friday, we're also doing a super serious film fest fantasy edition. This week's pod or uh, this week's highlight is going to be Dragonheart. Uh, the Sh- Sean Connery's a dragon. Mm-hmm. You heard it here first. We got a full podcast. We got a video companion to the podcast, and if you're a club member, we also have a live watch where you can watch the movie live with us. And have some laughs. That's in the bald movie feed. Go search for bald movies on iTunes or your favorite podcast aggregator. Uh, don't forget, we're, I forgot to mention this on the Game of Thrones podcast, but I'm running a survey until this Tuesday uh, for people to help me pick out a sample chapter of the book to give away. You can go to com and there's a brief description of every chapter. You can vote on which one you'd want to see, and we're going to select randomly five uh, people that have submitted that survey to win a signed copy of both books, com. And finally, uh, Cecily and I are still doing a lot of Mario stuff on twitch.tv slash Move. It's a lot of fun uh every wednesday at 8 p.m eastern you can watch all of the archives either on twitch.tv baldmove bald move or they're permanently archived on youtube.com slash bald move come and join in the fun okay let's pivot to the next thing knock down the house which is an actual documentary uh that features four or maybe five different women running for the u.s house Shit, of i only got three. four. Oh,
2: wait four? alexandria cory paula Jean,
1: and amy valela
0: uh, there was one other one. Though. Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, oh.
1: Paula Jean Swearingen, Cory Bush, and Amy Villela. Those are certain, but okay. so
0: had, we had women, and a lot of them also from various uh, ethnic and racial minorities. And they're running in uh, the Bronx. They're running in uh, Arizona. They're running in Ferguson and St. Louis. They're um, and they all have different. And there's one in the Appalachian uh, mountains and coal country, and they all have different grievances, like health care versus like the environmental destruction versus. Um, you know, income inequality, and like all these people that are attacking, and they its all about their primary races against established Democrats who were mm-hmm. essentially, like, I—I I thought this was it. Uh, Joe Crowley in New York, where it's like. <laughs> It seems shocking that this guy is just kind of like flies in, hardly ever gives a shit. Um, mm-hmm. and but Unchallenged
1: he just, for 14 years. He's just
0: sitting there and like uh, the neighborhoods are getting worse and he's not really doing. But he, you know, he no one ever runs. No one ever got bothers to say like this. You aren't good enough. Uh, we need somebody else. This is like one of the most liberal places in the United States. It should be represented by someone that is progressive and liberal. And one out of four, one out of five of them actually worked because uh Alexander Ocasio-Cortez is the only one that actually got elected. But there's this whole mantra that it takes like a hundred of these people mm-hmm. to kind of get through. Uh to get to, to, the a hundred of the people I have to try to, for one of them to get through. Um and I I don't know let's let's I guess have a conversation. Um the one thing that I thought was depressing about this and I don't know the takeaway is like that's a great sentiment. But it did a great job of showing how, like, if you run for office as a common person and you fail, you have just set an enormous amount of your own money and your own life on fire to no avail.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and at times, this documentary almost felt, almost made it feel physically endangering to go against these people. Yeah. There, there were times where I was wondering, okay, which one of these people is going to get murdered right. for coming up on the incumbent, right? like. Yeah. And, and I didn't think that was literally going to happen, but they made that that danger very present mm-hmm. uh, in in the whole thing. And I felt like that was one of the most successful things that this documentary does is just show you how easy it is to to coast. Yeah, uh, right. In, in yeah, because you're
1: because you're not sure what these guys are capable of doing. Yeah, I mean, at one point when C- Joe Crowley finally shows up for a debate against AOC, I'm not I'm not going to say this is fact, but there are a number of people who support him of color that clearly seem to be planted in the audience. Hmm. And he comes outside and he's got this group of people who are chanting his name and it makes you think how much of this is authentic because those people weren't at her first town hall. Uh-huh. He didn't have where mm-hmm. he didn't bother showing up. But why and would now his fans
0: show up to something he's not, you know?
1: I mean, but now that she's a threat, he's, uh, it didn't, it just didn't feel authentic it to does, me. Yeah. Those
2: people out there did not hear him get his ass Thoroughly kicked exactly by Alexandria uh, in in that debate because mm. that's exactly what happened. Like right. it was I, a joke. Come oh god, that guy's a Her fucking joke. Her debating against yeah. the
0: surrogate was like high fucking comedy. She
2: destroyed him. Yeah, face to
0: face, but like when he didn't even show up and he, she
2: debated right, a surrogate. Right, that's even <laughs> yeah. more ridiculous. Yeah. But
0: I I looked at this
2: this thing overall, this documentary, and I said, okay, how could anyone disagree with the overall sentiment of this thing? Because mm. the You know, throw out the word Democrat. These people are running for people Mm -hmm. versus an establishment for the sake of establishment. And if you're not on board with the idea that the government should be for the people, Mm -hmm. I don't know what the fuck
0: to tell you. Yeah. And I, I also thought, like, there's this... I think it is because, like, because you say these are plants. I think you can't underestimate how many... The, like these these people that pride themselves on being like moderates, like that, they are committed to that their view of moderation and centrism as much as a person is committed to ideals of conservatism or liberalism or uh, progressivism, and like the they, and, and these people. Like, well, this person's more extreme, and this person is on the other end of it. It's like, like a, a Alexander is Casio Cortez sounds like a fucking socialist, and the Republican guy sounds like a fucking. So the guy in the middle must be the the correct because, like, that's kind of like we prize this kind of like rational, just moderation, and you know, don't want to pick side. The, the truth is in the middle, and I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that kind of get off on that, and they haven't kept up with like, okay. But is there a moderate position between people dying with no health care and us paying a little bit more to have, make sure everyone has health care? Like, what is the moderate position there? That only a few people die because yeah. of no health
2: care? Like, what, what, why yeah. would you want that?
0: And also, like, this idea that, like, as a lot of, I think, older people have um, that grew up in a generation where it was easier to make it. They have these impression that these types of people like uh, um, that they portrayed in this are like lazy and entitled whiners. And I thought this did a good job of showing like that these like the day to day cares of, of normal life. If you're in the working poor is fucking crushing. Like the fact that you're constantly deciding whether you eat or whether you get your health, whether you get your health care, whether you know you stay at this shitty job, uh, that or try to find something else and maybe lose your apartment. The fact that like you have these, you have to go to college to get a good job, but you, the, the, the you, 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 might be paying that off for thirty fucking years and only paying the interest. Like there's and like these women are cry, crying over the people that have died and the people that have like lived shorter lives and the people. That've been ground up by like drug policy and like they're not they're not whining. like no one's whining about having to work hard it's like having to work hard and not even still being able to make it um as it seems like what a lot of these people think it's just it seems like it's fundamentally unfair especially since
1: right because it's not they like see the country it as, as, as a whole asking for handouts right 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 we need help because you're not giving us enough right. and yeah it becomes a work ethic uh, problem the, yeah. the
2: reality of it is we need help because you're taking too much Yes. Like that's, that's the reality that these people are trying to get at. And I think that the documentary, maybe it's only because I'm concerned about these issues and I occasionally think about them, but the documentary, in my opinion, did a pretty good job of laying out the case for like, look, this back scratching, this, uh, establishment is really just that. Like it is so hard to break through this fucking wall that they've put up, uh, to actually make a change, that you need like like you said a 100 people to fall to get one through it shouldn't it shouldn't be an establishment versus the people this should be a government for the people
1: right and alexia uh or aoc What's it's hard her to alex? say
0: I thought that was pretty badass Yeah, alex she calls
1: herself alex she i mean she made this great emotional uh speech at the end where she says where she sits down at uh, in Congress outside. And she, that's one of the places she went with her dad. And he said, look at this stuff. All of this stuff is yours. And that's absolutely true. And we have to remember that, that these people work for us. It's not the other way around. So, I mean, hopefully this changes the way like this Amy Valela woman lost everything, talked about how she sold her house and her Mm -hmm. cars and everything. And she's just, I don't know how she's going to survive from here, but, uh, there's got to be a way in be- between super packs and there and selling your house. There
0: has to be a way for normal people to be able to run. And it's something I've been thinking a lot about. I, that's that quote from AOC about her father. Because like I thought like, oh, he's going to do that standard thing. It's like, look at here. This is th- you could be here one day, Alexandria. Mm. And she did and I'm like, because that's like a trite. Like, that's not true. But what is true is, yes, all this shit is ours. This is our government. These are our buildings. These aren't like some, you know, priv- this isn't, this doesn't belong to the, the rich, important, wealthy people. This belongs to all of us. That's what we all say. But in practice, that's not what happens. And I thought that's such a better, like taking your kid to the Capitol and be like, this is, you own this town, kids, is a much better thing than be like, look at the White House. You could be the president one day. Right. Because nobody. No like nobody's going to be pre- like like you know statistically it's closer to nobody's going to be president than anyone's going to be president but we do own it it, we, mm-hmm. it in a very in a very real legally binding way we <laughs> right. so own it's the a, government a
2: sense of entitlement that you want kids to feel that you yes. want people to feel
0: yes
1: right exactly but right. I,
0: I just feel like cuz i've read so much cuz i've flirted with the idea of like getting involved in like 10 years down the line maybe in local government or something because it does seem like there is a we have let a particular type of politician in there, and they 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 show up at the right fundraisers, and they they rub elbows with the right people, and they say the right things, and they claim credit for legislation that they pass that people like, but they themselves hobbled, mm. and it's because they are boughten, and they're they're not beholden to their constituents, and their constituents are like companies, and normal people do have to get involved. and like I guess I feel like that call to service, but. How do we get it to where like this doesn't take people like years of people's lives and all of their money, and they have to like like the 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 fact that these people have to run every two fucking years and to spend ninety percent of their time calling people begging for money so they can run again, how the fuck can any governance get done right um i don't I don't know like there's so many structural problems with the way we do elections and and the government that i i I don't know but I'm glad there are people that are still doing this and, and having success on it because yeah
1: absolutely one person got through. Yeah. Next so, time it'll be two. hopefully
0: I, I thought it's, um it was inspiring, but in a different way than I thought it would be because like, I was just kind of like more of like uh, we need more normal people in politics and here are their challenges. And now that once people are aware of them, maybe we can do something about it. Mm-hmm. The next couple of things I don't think Jim has seen. Um, we mm-hmm. got a chance to see Tuka and Bertie, which is a new animated cartoon um based by by a lot of the same people that do Bojack Horseman and this is like Richard Scarry's Busy Town um only for adults <laughs> yeah and so,
1: busy towns buildings have tits, yeah, <laughs> that just exactly. Flop exactly,
0: instead of like the worm what? driving in, a, in a, an apple car, there are people living a high rise with tits. You've
1: seen Bo- all I, Bojack, I, I, right? I gotta or, see,
0: I gotta see the show. Some it's of it <laughs> really funny. Tit Towers, oh, I'm in. And the other thing is, like, it also teaches, like, you know, I like when we grew up and we watched, you'd watch like G.I. Joe and He Man, and there'd be like a moral at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When the man at arms uh, got a grease fire in the kitchen, he panicked and caught us. What you really should have done? Dumped a bag of flour on it.
1: The more you know. There's a little
0: bit of like... This is a cartoon for adults, but it's teaching moral lessons. Like, what does it mean when friends get into fights? Or what does a relationship struggle look like in a realistic way if you don't just like... Like, like so many comedies make make jokes about people doing the worst, most neurotic things and then, like, excusing it. And this is like in a weird way, holding up that behavior and is like, why do we do this? And maybe the heroes of the story cannot do it. Yeah. Th- does that
1: make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it does. Um, like, well, there's a character with a drinking problem that's working on it <laughs> right right not actively indulging it's not a fun character quirk or like the fact that <laughs> you like know, they're you know, sober because it's a problem
0: <laughs> like, like in in the, there's this one scene in particular i'm thinking like you know how many times you've seen like full house where there's a real difficult conflict in the family but it's solved at the end and everybody hugs and it's all over and there's where they, they have that and like the one person says yeah but i'm still kind of angry and the other person's like well okay but you know <laughs> yeah. because fair yeah. i pissed you off That's good <laughs> but that doesn't mean the real, you know it's like it's like Sometimes I think that we don't do a good job of teaching like morality outside of any kind of like Christian or religion religious framework. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of people out there making a lot of money telling adults basic fucking advice like, hey, (laughs) clean your room. If you feel like your life's out of control, get up and clean your room. That's a step. That's like
1: no shit right because millennials are having to teach themselves to be self-sufficient yeah we're, yeah
0: we're not going to yeah. church there's no home at class we're not be taught yeah, i was promised and the con- yeah. a
1: free college education and a right. house when i graduated from high school right whoa from my boomer parents yeah. Shit, i
0: didn't even get the promises <laughs> i don't know aoc promised that shit too she's been in office three months where's it at <laughs> get bring back joe crowley um but I, I thought it was great. There's also some, like, just really shockingly funny things, like the final disposition of the Gamby, though, and where that, like, went in a cra- like, so, like, there's this pretty well-grounded and funny sitcom stuff with these bird people <laughs> living on a planet where it's, like, and, like, like, it's just bird just- people and plant people.
1: There's other animal people, aren't no, there? No,
0: I think it's just birds and plants. Pretty I was sure. paying I, attention.
1: The, this is the only thing I don't like about the show is uh, there aren't rules. There's well, plant people. There's human people. There's animal there's people. There's no human
0: people. I don't think I saw human people.
1: There's. I, think, I saw, like, there's a a lamp person. There's people the, that are just made out of oh, things. Oh,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I think that's one of the things is, like, humans become parts of the architecture and gadgets, but they're not actually in the world.
1: Right it's but confusing that's kind of
0: BoJack like you'll 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 figure like, it out were, as it goes there were
1: limitations though <laughs>
0: um, but I it's so, it, it goes ground into like the last five minutes and it turns into like fucking crazy time with ghost cakes and uh, it still maintains funny but it has that like because I'm it's getting harder and harder for normal comedies like The Office to hold my attention when I can watch BoJack Horseman where there are no rules and they can be, make a really poignant point about modern day life and then have a joke about humpback whales. And you'll
1: be done in 20 minutes. And that
0: mixture of absurdity and ground, like the same, like like once you watch like Always Sunny, like it's hard to go back to like Friends, you know? And I'm, I'm feeling like some of these these really out there animated sh- shows are ruining me and like the uh, Lady Dynamite are ruining me for like just like standard... Multicam sitcoms, but, right? Uh, that's neither here nor there.
2: I've heard that this series is like overall very positive. I don't know if lighthearted is the right word, but it, it it's has wholesome. like a yeah, like a wholesome kind of positive
0: vibe to the. But, whole in, thing. Like, but in, in a way that I would identify wholesome, like these characters are having premarital sex, they're doing drugs, they're doing alcohol, but they're being responsible and, and they're being yeah, healthy friends about it, and
2: yeah, and yeah. respectful, and yeah,
0: like I'm all for like. Uh, positive forms of hedonism and degeneracy because there's a lot of people selling a whole bunch of like restrictive bullshit out there and it's a lot more fun on the, the freewheeling side of the street and you don't have to be assholes like it's not you know like like you don't have uh, more of this co- like you know the fact that like used to be if you want to buy marijuana you had to hang around with like you know people the types of people that would sell you marijuana as it becomes legal like that's no longer true you yeah know? now
1: you can just venmo your drug dealer
0: yeah <laughs> yeah it doesn't have to be sketchy it's a at different all
1: world out there yeah now there's a selection and, and then
2: like <laughs> to task rabbit the
0: delivery or something right, exactly, you, you know, know? Yeah, uber uber uh, weeds, uh-huh. um, uber weeds. <laughs> so i want to bitch about netflix a little bit um every once in a while you want to watch the credits Like in the three seconds that Netflix showed me the credits, the window is getting smaller. Like Reggie Watts showed up, and I'm like, I love Reggie Watts. Was he a voice? Was he in the.
1: Yeah, and I just paused it in circle. (laughs) Pause in circle. So there's still like a minute or so left of show. Uh There's no option to just play, except there is an option to play, but that option restarts the episode.
0: Yeah, it repositions your cursor to the next episode. (laughs) Everything is designed like it's a hair Mm -hmm. trigger. And then going back is impossible. You have to start the whole fucking episode over. And I don't know why Netflix doesn't want you watching credits because it took us five fucking minutes to just watch the credits of the show. Because
2: credits will get you to stop watching your show. They want you to continue watching. And nobody wants to watch yeah, credits. But this just consume, was
1: like, you sons yeah. of bitches. Yeah. We got to the end of something the other day, and it said watch trailer for this next thing. Because there was nothing else for them to send me to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I go over there, and I try to get, click on watch credits right to the left. And everything's suddenly on a hair trigger, and it yeah, just yeah. <laughs> sends me into oblivion. And now I'm watching... Mm. Uh, uh,
0: you know those old tricks. There's trick? only
1: a million Netflix shows, but oh, I can't right, think of right. one right now. And okay. you can't ever find.
0: Like I tried <laughs> yeah, to find. I tried arc. to find the Zach Efron Ted Bundy thing. I had to yeah, search for search it. it.
2: Yeah.
1: What the fuck, man! It,
2: it's yeah. a brand new release, and they don't even put it up on their new
0: releases you, section. I went to Netflix Originals and went through the entire scroll. Well, to be fair, it was never on there. Yeah.
1: <laughs> You've never given Netflix an interest in or showed an interest in True Crime before. But, but I—that was on your so account. Hard. <laughs> That's oh, the machine-blowing thing. Yeah, yeah, that's
0: crazy. I try to outfox him. I'm like, oh, you're right. That's like, you know, this isn't the surreal animated comedies Aarons into. This is the true cr- crime stuff that <laughs> Cecily's into. I log on to your account. Fuck you, Zac Efron. <laughs> um, okay, I want to talk a little bit, just just long enough to, to put this in the bed. For as long as Cecily and I have been covering television shows, it's been a few years, uh, I, you're probably not aware of this, Jim, but in the sub-community that is the bald move fandom that likes aaron and cecily television shows we've developed we've we come up uh, we've been bestowed a nickname we're the undertakers we was we come in with a head of steam really excited to finally mm-hmm. cover a, yeah. ep- a season of television that we've loved for many years and that's the season where the wheels fall off the dicks are broke the <laughs> the, the, the the things are canceled mid mid-season yep. the showrunners get fired and we have just we Boy. have killed show after show after show except for one show that we can't kill, no matter what. It's America currently renewed for three fucking more seasons. Christ! American Horror Story S-
1: starts in October. We We're so excited to cover this. We can't <laughs> kill it.
0: We can't kill it. It's unkillable. American Gods. Okay.
1: Speaking of unkillable things.
0: Okay, I don't. I there's there's a lot of. I liked. I was one of the ones that liked the first three episodes of this season. I liked like some of the stuff that was the great thing about last season was the backstories of the gods when they do the somewhere in America and they show here is when Odin came to North America for the first time. And here's how he got bound up into the weird cultures and stuff of America. This is where Anansi came. This is where this uh, weird uh, leprechaun character came. Like this is how they became. All these immigrants came for various reasons, this land, and how these gods got steeped into the blood and, and, and the bones of America, right? And how they became, like, individual American twists of these mythologies. And that stuff still worked, like, when they went and showed the backstory of, like, Thor. Uh, and we got, uh, like, like the one episode, it's all about Mad Sweeney, the, the Irish guy, the the leprechaun-type character. But the plot of this season... Was Odin getting his spear, spear back so he could fight this fucking war with the new gods?
1: Gungnir. Yes. The whole
0: season, that's the only thing that happened. And the second to last season, the leprechaun, t- as he's dying, takes it to his... Like, like steals it and puts it in his hoard so nobody can get it. Right. So nothing. No, like, war was declared in the first episode. Mm-hmm. Honestly, last season. Last per, like, episode, when Easter last season, yeah. blighted the whole land... It's, it's just a fucking mess. And I found out that the new showrunner they finally hired is, like, guy from late season Dexter and late season oh, The Walking fuck. Dead. No, oh, Some jobber. Like, people started watching this show because it had bravo performances by people like Jillian Anderson and uh, Ian McShane. And it had great writing by Neil Gaiman. And it had uh, awesome uh, showrunning. And, like, visual flair by Brian Fuller, the guy mm-hmm. who uh, created Daredevil and a bunch of others, really top shelf, and then they fired all those people. And this was kind of like to show jogging in place for an entire season,
1: right? Because they're desperately waiting to get Kristen Chenoweth and uh, jillian Anderson back next season.
0: They're not, and so next season it just feels (laughs) like it's going to be ran by a competent but workmanlike showrunner. And who cares? Like I, I, like as fans, I think everyone wants this thing to succeed. But what reason does it have to succeed?
1: right exactly when most of the most of the characters spent the season ad-libbing their own dialogue because there was a writer's strike going on too oh my
0: god
1: (laughs) it was it was was so
0: rough yeah so it's a i think we've done it again like although this one this got renewed by stars so i i'm definitely going to watch next season just to see like you know kind of as a curiosity thing but like i have zero hope of this being what season one promised to be i
1: think in the time in between i'm gonna read the book too i was thinking the same thing to see like see if i would even find the story itself to be satisfying if they ever get to the end of it
0: because the one thing is like neil gaiman said that like yes this was a rough season but this is actually closer to my vision for the book and how the story should go than the first season even though that was maybe technically better and had a lot more like forethought and intention that like maybe there was just a lot of behind the scene battles and now He's going to be kind of running the show with, like, an executive producer that's signing the checks and keeping the trains running on time. Maybe, but holy shit, I don't feel super confident about uh, about any of that stuff.
1: Yeah. And I don't
0: know, like, what death means. Because, like, so, like, one of the last scenes is, you know, dead wife, Laura, carrying the body of the leprechaun. Who, uh, yeah. Like, is she, like, so if i mean it was like a shocking moment when he died but if anyone can come back at any time and like all these gods seem to like meet both media and technology came back this season easter was all in last season and fucked off this season like right this
1: plague was completely undone yeah like
0: there's nothing i don't feel like there's any continuity that they're married to and that bothers me so right yeah yeah, well, yeah, I'm excited. I, agree. I, I, I kind of, I'm going to be looking through my fingers next year. But uh, se-
1: it's a shame because the season started off really hot. We were very excited about
0: it. It felt like, but you know what? The more I think about it, the more I feel like this show is like it's like it ran out of gas at the last season mm-hmm. and it coasted strong on the momentum. But then they got to this big thing in the middle where they had no idea what to do next. Well, let's just send him on this fetch quest to get Odin's spear that we will undo in the last episode. So like. There's nothing changed except from old ass god that didn't really matter got killed to incite the war in the very first episode of this season and we had eight episodes of no war. Okay. All right.
1: And not only that.
0: Oh, we did find out a shadow is probably Odin's kid for sure. Yeah, Which for we sure. Which we kind of already knew that. Yeah. So
1: But the but the other thing is the set was the entire season took place in essentially one house. One two story house. So it wasn't even that it didn't even ha have, have those kinds of cool visuals and places they went. It's so walking like, dead
0: season two. Yeah. Where like we have no budget, we have no show runner. Get him on a farm. We have one set yeah. from last season, let's just set it all there and do some do some outdoor stuff in, in and around wherever Georgia suburb we're shooting at. Right. <sighs> it's a bummer. So we maybe undertook another show. Maybe it's brain dead. Maybe it'll it'll live on, on life maybe. support for another season
1: maybe maybe we
0: will have a r- miraculous recovery
1: let's hope not
0: <laughs> maybe a, a certain gold coin bounces its way and reanimates it and it's stronger than ever you
1: know what maybe maybe hitler and ted bunny don't need to be sympathized with ever <laughs>
0: <laughs> if this show raises from the dead like It'll be I don't know I was going for some like it will be shitting and puking up formaldehyde and
1: oh yeah and maggots all over the I still floor. think that like this first
0: season oh, the yeah. first season of American Gods is worth watching if you just like television because uh, it's just such fucking spectacle that you've never seen before and but the
1: cast the cast is the, incredible they're the dialogue, loving everything they're doing God. even if they're just
0: Ian McShane is incredible I'm so excited for the
1: Deadwood S- movie yeah but that's so
0: that's our bald move television podcast um if you would like to send us feedback you can do so at tv at bald we might consider that from time to time uh we will be planning and plotting what we'll be covering next week um chernobyl i know what yes Fuck one of the yeah. big ones is going to be chernobyl it, it might actually get on its, monday it uh-huh. might actually get its own pod
2: standalone pod yeah we'll see i'm i'm super excited for that jared mm-hmm. harris has me excited alone and Plus, then it's a story I've about always been fascinated. nuclear
0: disaster yeah. i'm in mm-hmm. yeah so uh, tune into that sometime next week. Of course, we also got uh, you know Game of Thrones. I think we've got a bald movie next week. I can't recall what it is.
1: It is Pokemon. Pokemon. Yeah, I, I it's a Detective Pikachu.
0: Pokemon. We'll, we'll see. I like. Or it seems like the thing to talk
2: about, but
1: or Tolkien.
0: Tolkien's the one I want to do, but yeah, like, just... I'm not going to be able to get anybody <laughs> behind it. So <laughs> I've Pokemon already got tickets is. for
2: Pokemon because my girlfriend. So
0: yeah. All right, maybe we can just we can we have a five person podcast. Get Mind Dragon, get uh, your girlfriend. Yeah, everybody, just do a a five person. All of us at the same
1: time talk about the movies we went and saw. Let's just see whatever movie we're gonna see.
0: (laughs) A a podcast mosh pit in in the right stereo channel. You put you guys talking about Pokemon, and I'll have a separate Tolkien podcast in the left and then it's choose your own adventure you uh-huh. just get in your car and you switch it to left or right and you can hurt whichever pot yes. next level that's, that's a good idea for podcasting. choose your own adventure actually that's a fucking great idea I am i've yes. been trying to figure out how to do a choose your own adventure podcast now that's how you shit. do it yeah that's not yeah uh, to, yeah yeah we'll, we'll actually uh, let you murder bear grills in ours mm-hmm. um <laughs> i've already done it <laughs> all right everybody we'll see you next week